Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by Online Great Books. If you've made a goal for yourself to read the great books of the Western world, but have had trouble following through, check out Online Great Books. It's an online platform. You sign up. They're going to mail you a physical copy of the book that you're assigned that month. They're going to provide you a reading schedule and send you reminders on how you should read so you can keep pace. Then at the end of the month, you're going to have an online video seminar where you can discuss the book with other people in your group. So if you want to learn more about this, go to onlinegreatbooks.com. And when you're ready to sign up, use code AOM at checkout. You can save 25 on your first three months. Again, onlinegreatbooks.com, code AOM at checkout, save 25% on your first three months. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. Well, today we're talking marriage. Our guest today is Dr. Corey Allen. He is a uh, family and marriage therapist, has a PhD in family therapy, and he runs the website Simple Marriage. And today we're going to talk about uh, if you're married right now, what you can do to improve your marriage. And if you're thinking about getting married, what you can do today to prepare yourself for the best possible relationship with your future wife. Well, Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brad. I'm glad to be here. So simple marriage, uh, what's behind the name? Like, what's the philosophy behind the simple marriage uh, project? Well, the main, the main idea is, and it's just kind of a personal belief, is that when I can keep things simple, things are better. Because we, we make things way too complicated a lot of times with piling stuff on and clutter and everything. And so the more simple I can keep it, the more important it stays and marriage seems to kind of ebb and flow in the world as far as a focus and relationships. And it's, it's a huge, it's a huge deal as far as relationships go, but I want, I want to try to help people see that their marriage is a priority throughout, not just whenever there's a problem. So the simple marriage started as a way to try to reach people before there were problems. And it's kind of evolved into a two pronged approach of there's great resources available for people. that just want to improve marriages. And then there's also great resources available that will help address specific issues that come up in any committed relationship. All right. Well, good stuff. So, I mean, here's a question I have. I know a lot of our listeners and readers, uh, they're in college or they just graduated college. They're not married yet, but they're thinking about it and they're, con- they're going to be contemplating it. What sort of things should these guys be doing now to prepare for a successful marriage? Okay. Well, the, the easiest answer I can think of is to live full and passionate lives 
that don't change too much upon being married. I mean, relationships always a component of life and, and of what you do, but there's far too many couples, I think, that give up a whole lot of their life for the sake of the relationship. And then years into the relationship, that when the passion and the spark is gone, then they're like, now what? You know, this is, this is boring. You're, you know, you're, I'm suffocating. And it's because they gave up so much to be in the relationship. So it's kind of that balancing act of live a full and passionate life and let the relationship be a part of it, not a majority of it. And, and so how do you tell these guys, how do you manage? That's another thing. How do you manage? And this kind of leads into our next question. How do you manage? You, you have a way of life. You're passionate about your life. You find someone that you think is the one, but you find out your passions don't align, right? Or like she doesn't like what you do or you right. don't like what she does. So, I mean, that's the question. Like, how do you know that, you know, if you're contemplating on asking a woman to marry you, how do you know if she's the, the one? I know you know, people say like, there's no such thing as the one. I, I don't think there's the one, but how do you know if she's compatible or, or uh, right for a relationship? Well, I think it's, it's, I mean, again, everything we do in life is choice, so everything we choose has consequences that come along with it. So if I choose to live a really passionate life that's going to mean I'm going to travel all the time, I'm really likely choosing to have very little relationship with people unless they travel with me. So, But at the same time, if I have somebody I really care about and I'm willing to give up some of those things, it's my choice. They're not forcing me. And so I think it's it's kind of a personal responsibility approach, I think, that you know, I'm living a full and passionate life and maybe my partner that I, that I've fallen in love with and I, and I'm thinking I want to live my life with, she's not totally on board. Well, that's up for discussion then you can, cause we evolve and change as we, as we grow and mature. So it, it still just comes back to marriage is choice and relationships are choice, whether it's day one or, you know, day 2051. So you know, uh, compatibility kind of is a, that's a tough issue because you wouldn't be together if you weren't compatible. I mean, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't last any length of time if you weren't compatible, but it's the constant changing and evolving of the people involved that takes place. That that's probably what trips most people up is they all of a sudden think, well, we're no longer compatible. Well, yeah, you are. You're just maybe in different places. You got to still kind of work through some things. Well, I mean, are there other things besides compatibility that, you should look in a person when you're deciding whether to get married. I mean, are there other attributes in the person that you should look for that are like, yeah, she would, she was, she would be good, uh, a person, a good partner, good life partner, or uh, maybe she's not ready. The she, maybe she's not the marrying type or the things like that. Yeah. I, you would, I guess you'd have to look out for the people that um, invest way too much in the relationship. As far as, I mean, if we're going to go stereotypical for your audience, this art of manliness. If you, if you find a woman that has given up everything for you and it's just going to be at your beck and call at the, at any time, you know, for a short term or, you know, I've been married almost 20 years now for a weekend. That sounds great. If my wife was just at my beck and call, but after that slavery gets really, really old and suffocating. And so you want somebody that can push back at you, challenge you, be a, you know, be a, a little bit of an effort to keep up with and, and is stimulating. And so, if you find somebody that's just real, real clingy and dependent, that, that's kind of one of those, ah, what kind of life do they have on their own? Because they're going to want to just lead, live their life through me. 
And then the other is, yeah, I think we're probably going to find people. I mean, theory is going to state from my schooling that we meet and fall in love with people that have a similar upbringing in the sense or a similar family dynamic. And that doesn't mean, you know, I've, I'm from a divorced family, so I have to find somebody from a divorced family. No, it's just there's subtleties in the way we're raised in the relationships we have that makes sense. And that's part of what makes it to where we fall in love with those people because they make sense. If they're too far apart, they don't last. It's one That's those short-term relationships where it's just nothing really clicks. So here, here's a good question. You're, you're a marriage counselor, professional marriage counselor. Um, you have your PhD. I mean, you've gone to schooling. Uh, what are the biggest problems you've seen from that you've learned about in your schooling and from your own practice that uh, marriages have? Well, the research is going to say that the, the, the common issues people fight about and have the most issues over is still um, money and sex. That's, that's, the, that's the two main fighting areas. Um, where I, what I see, this my personal approach, and this is kind of what simple marriage brings to the table, is my personal bias is the reason most couples come to see me is because they're actually too close. And they are, they're each fighting for their own space and their own identity. And they don't realize that, the, that they're too fused into what they view, you know, their, their spouse's response to things. Or, you know, it's the walking on eggshells. I can't ever do anything right. Well, it's all based on how you perceive they're perceiving what's going on rather than, this is what I think. This is who I am and being solid enough to stand up and say so and then deal with life as it comes up and, and push back from a spouse as it comes up. Because we all have different ways of viewing things and just gender alone adds all kinds of fire there on differences because a woman's going to view things drastically different than a man does. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So I guess uh, I guess that's called differentiation. Is that what it's called? in the? That's, that's the psychobabble term yeah. that, I, that I believe in. Um, and it was started from a, a, a theorist named Murray Bowen years ago when he was looking at the family system and how we differentiate through, through the generations. And then it's been adopted and, and applied slightly differently in a marriage context, but it's the same foundation. Yeah. And I, I, I term it as growing up. I mean, that's, that's just the way I think of it is marriage is designed, I believe, to help us grow up. It's not designed for our happiness. It's not designed for joy and pleasure. We get that. But the main point of marriage is to help us be better people. Awesome. And you mentioned a kind of, you mentioned, you referred to something in your answer that people need to learn how to stand up for themselves. So it sounds like assertiveness is an important skill to develop in order to have a successful marriage. Well, I think that's a lifelong thing because anytime my wants and desires impact people I care about, I'm at that crucible, if you will, of do I speak up and go for what I want, even though it may hurt them? Or do I give in and don't ever say it because I just don't want to create any waves? And that's that constant, you know, two choice dilemma, if you will, I guess that I, I want to go out with the guys on the weekend, but I know my wife's going to want to spend some time with me. Well, what do I do? What do I choose? You know, and that's, and I think that's, that's a simplistic thought, but it's, it's a whole lot deeper when you, when it really plays out. Definitely. So, okay, let's talk about that. You referred to the differences between genders on how they approach marriage. What are some of those differences on how men and women approach marriage? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> that's a, that's a deep, tough question. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get you in trouble. I appreciate that. Um, I, I really think that marriage, 
you know, we're born into this idea of relationships. That's, that's where we are. Come, that's where we come from, obviously, is a relationship between a man and a woman. If you just go biological relationship between a sperm and an egg. And so we're designed for relationships. I think that's where things are magnified. That's where things are improved. That's where, you know, if you get to experience something and you experience it with someone else, it's so much more, it, there's so much more depth and greater in, in greatness associated with it. But so fundamentally, I think there's a, a similarity in men and women in that we both are seeking appreciation and acceptance and a companionship. And we don't want to be alone in this journey of life together. Stereotypically, you know, men are looking for a sex partner. <laughs> I think that's a huge component. If you go just stereotypically, women are looking for stability and security. If you go very stereotypically. And, and so they want someone that will help provide and, and protect. And, you know, if you just go back all the way through the, the generations, that's kind of how our ancestors were when they roamed and had to hunt and gather and, and nest and all the different things that, that started. That hasn't changed too much today. Men still go out and have more of a tendency for that hunt and kill and provide. And women still have more of a tendency for that nest and nurture and and create some comfort and so not much has changed we just have how it's done has changed are there things that men do or maybe not do i mean, i'm talking generalities here but that right. uh, i think this whole conversation is going to have to be cased in, in oh, the yeah, whole, yeah. Told, in the whole told, footnote of this is all generalities. yeah exactly because so, everyone's different everyone's and different. there's always going to be exceptions to this yeah but I think fundamentally there's going to be similarities for what we're talking about. Sure. So, but I, I mean, with, with that caveat uh, there, are there things that men that you've seen in your practice that men generally do or don't do that hurt or help the marriage? Yeah. The biggest thing I've seen, um, and this is from my own life too, um, is there are far too many nice guys out there that they have forgotten their alpha, if you will, that, not that they're the, the, the Lord of the house and, you know, head of the, I believe they're head of the household. That's a spiritual concept that I, I hold dear, but it's still one of those that there's so much more to being kind of a, a full grown man, as opposed to a guy that tiptoes around and tries to just make his wife happy. I mean, that, that adage, I know, you know, I, I've known you for a while, Brett. So I know you've had an interview with Dr. Robert Glover at one point with, with one of your podcasts. And he kind of, I don't know, coined the phrase nice guy, but helped kind of uncover it quite a bit. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the big things that men struggle with is this, this whole, they kind of have lost their idea. Wedding season is coming up. And if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a long-time podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. 
When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer a free plant consultation forever. So I use Fast Growing Trees to order not an indoor tree, but an outdoor tree. There is an oak tree that was in our front yard that died a few years ago due to heat stress. Had to cut it down. There's been a blank spot that I wanted to put another tree there. I wanted a maple tree that turned bright red during the fall. And I went on Fast Growing Trees, found the tree that fit the criteria that I was looking for. Turns bright red. It's a maple tree that turns bright red in the fall. So if you want to try Fast Growing Trees, right now they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when they use code MANLINESS at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code MANLINESS at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code MANLINESS, offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of known in negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. Identity for the sake of their family and their wife. And then she's sitting there looking to him to get some sort of a course or direction for life as a, as a whole. Because I think women want to be called up into a story that's bigger than themselves. And so if he's not providing that, then she's going to sit there and be you know, unknowingly angry as to why. And 
And that's kind of, that's a fuel for a lot of frustration when sometimes if the king will just show up and take charge or the captain is ship, everything kind of falls right in line. Also by The Strenuous Life. The Strenuous Life is an online platform that we created to help you put into action the things we've been writing about on theartofmanliness.com and talking about on the podcast for the past 10 years. And we've done that in a few ways. First, we created a series of 50 different badges based around 50 different skills. There's hard skills like self-defense, wilderness survival, orienteering, auto repair. And then there's also soft skills like personal finances, social skills, how to be a better public speaker, better husband, better father. We also provide daily accountability for physical fitness and doing a good deed, helping you think outside of yourself. Then we also provide weekly challenges. They're going to push you outside of your comfort zone physically, mentally, and socially. And some of the weekly challenges involve MoveNet. So if you like the MoveNet thing, it's interesting to you. Well, Serenious Life will have you doing some of that stuff. If you like to know when our next enrollment opens up, which is happening the week of June 15th, but you want to be the, one of the first to know when enrollment opens up, head over to strenuouslife.co, put your name on our waiting list. We'll send you an email when enrollment opens up. When you sign up, make sure you whitelist our email and your email provider so the email doesn't go to spam. That happens to a few people and they miss out. We've done everything we can to prevent that from going to spam, but take that extra step, whitelist us so that doesn't happen. Strangelifelife.co. Hope to see you in the next enrollment the week of June 15th. And now back to the show. So what do you tell those kind of guys? I mean, what do you tell these guys to start doing that you, you see these kind of nice guys? I mean, how do they get out of that or kind of kick the nice guy syndrome to the curb? Well, I think I think it's a it's a long process. I mean, it's one I've been going through for a while because I was a, a classic nice guy for a first part of my marriage for sure. So a lot of it is just this whole, okay, looking at what the attachments to outcomes they have, you know, what are they really trying to get and get more in line with how could I really get that in a more authentic grown up way rather than manipulate it. I mean, think of it this way, the, the idea of, you know, a man, I could have a fight with my wife over something because maybe I did something wrong and I didn't, I didn't get reservations for some trip that we had planned. And, and i procrastinated, procrastinated. And then when I finally called up to try to get them that the hotel or the resort was booked. And so I come up with this little subtle, Oh, well, there was a convention and you know, that, that's my way out. So I'm not, I'm not the bad guy then, but then it, it, so we have a little fight cause she's disappointed, but I'll then try to soothe her. Cause I'm thinking if she's not in a good mood, there's no chance we're having sex tonight. So I have to figure out how, so it's all this manipulation and covert contract kind of stuff. And so the best way to kick a nice guy to the curb in the sense of in your own life is just be brutally honest, you know, just start confronting things head on and just saying what you think. And it's not a personal attack. It's just what you think. And then you just start seeing what happens as, as she responds and then you respond and through it all, I think we both grow. Yeah. I imagine it's a process that goes both ways because I'm sure relationships where like the guy's like the nice guy walks on eggshells. Uh, he's probably conditioned his wife in a lot sure. of ways to like respond to that. And so when the guy finally steps up and like, you know, says what he thinks, uh, there's probably some pushback. I'd imagine. Yeah. And that's, and I, and I've heard this, I've heard the, um, this case and the whole concept of a captain and a first officer mantra. And I think that fits pretty well because at the end of the day, you know, if something major goes wrong, you know, if someone broke into my home and I and all four of my families here, I have two little kids and then my wife and I, it's it's really on me to re- be the first responder to, to deal with that. It's not my wife's responsibility. She's not 
She's not bigger than me. She's not stronger than me. That's kind of the, what I, that's my role. But if I'm not here, it's hers. She assumes that responsibility. And I think lots of marriages and lots of women I've talked to really like this idea of they like being kind of a first officer where they're not in charge of everything, but they have a say in everything. Sure. That's, that's, that's an interesting concept. Um, so what are some things that a guy can do now? He's, if, he, if there's a man who's married, um, what can, what are some little things that he can do now to improve or strengthen that marriage? And I think you've mentioned, we've mentioned one, if you're a nice guy, quit being the nice guy, assert yourself. Uh, you don't have to be a jerk about it. A lot of people think if in order to be assertive, you got to be a jerk. No, you just gotta just stand up for yourself. Say what you think. Right. right. Just speak up. Yeah. But besides that, what are some other things that guys can do to improve their marriage? Well, I think I mean, one we also alluded to is just up your own honesty. And this starts with the honesty to yourself, where you kind of own your own stuff and you own your own mistakes. But then you also start open, uh, be honest about what you think that's going on in your life and in your family and in your relationship. And the other is just, you know, along the lines of speaking up for what you want, you know, rather than a classic nice guy is, hey, let's go to dinner. Oh, okay. She'll, she'll, well, where do you want to go? And, you know, you don't, you don't have a plan at all. And, you know, my wife hates that because she, she lives, well, she works in a very high stress corporate world. And when she comes home, she doesn't want to keep making decisions. That's, she's been doing that all day. She wants me, if I ask her to dinner, I need to have a plan. You know, I got to have it all set out. And if she doesn't like it, she'll speak up and say so. And I can adjust and if I want, or then we just navigate if that, if it occurs. So have a plan. And then the other I think of is just keep pursuing your wife, keep pursuing your woman if you will, to let her know the role she is to you in your life, the importance that she is in your life, that, you know, she's not just your wife. She's not just your kid's moms. She's, she's your lover. She's your, a friend. She's a companion. You know, she's exotic and erotic and all these different components of her. We'll keep pursuing that because it's a never ending kind of quest to f- learn her more. For sure. Um, are, is there any like common advice, like, you know, common marital advice that, you know, you see like on Oprah or like you read in Cosmo or whatever that, uh, that actually does more harm than good. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to step in it here. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of the stuff that's out there in the marriage world is band-aid solutions. It's, and it, it, you know, some of the bigger named ones are the his needs, her needs, the love languages, those things. On base base value, they're they're good. But if I start to try to do different things to accommodate to my wife's needs at the detriment of my own needs, I'm just creating fusion again. I'm not standing up for me. I'm just catering to her, and that's the balancing act. So I think a lot of the stuff that's out there of well, you just need to learn how to listen better. You just need, you know, that there's a big one, Brett. On the there's so many couples come in and say, we have trouble communicating. I mean, that's just a common. I imagine you've been married a while. You probably have fallen victim to that thought too. Of, we just don't understand each other. Well, my question to anybody that brings that up is really. So when they say something, do you get upset? Well, yeah. Well, then you're communicating just fine because you're understanding it. And if they if you didn't communicate well, you wouldn't get pissed off. So it's more about I don't like when another person I really care about has something to say that I don't like or I can't handle. So I can't handle the message. So those communication training things are great. But when you, you know, emotions get charged, 
we usually just chuck that right out the window, all that learning, and we just react. So most of the stuff that I've seen is real subtle fusion building, which in the long run, I think harms marriages more than anything. Oh, that's really, so there that's I stepped in. yeah, you, you totally stepped in it, man. You're going to get like lots of comments on your blog saying you're giving bad advice. I but. might just do that, but that's all right. Maybe it's, maybe it's a way to present a different way to look at things. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, I think you're right. Uh, there's a lot of times where like, yeah, I'll hear my wife and I just don't like what she's saying. It's like, I think a lot of people have a hard time. Okay. Dealing with that. Right. I think that you really right. hit on something like, yeah, this person, right. I, I mean, we all have a hard time. Yeah. We all have a hard time dealing with things with people that don't agree with us. Yeah. And, but especially and, when you think that person should be on, that happens with my wife and I a lot. Like a lot of times we assume like the other knows what the other's thinking. Like, Oh yeah. You know, you're like, Oh, of I course we were in this together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, Oh, you know, we're, we're so alike. Yeah, of course you were supposed to think that or like, that's what happens to me a lot. Like I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I won't do something or say something because I thought my wife had already done or taken care of that. But I, right. the, pro, the thing was, I was thinking that myself. So I was like, oh, yeah, of course it got done. Um, so right. there, there's one of my, my foibles. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about this. Uh, it, you mentioned it a little bit about growing up in marriage. And you talk a lot about that in your books and on your blog. What do you mean by that, growing up in marriage? Well, I think it's, you know, it, it could be phrased, you know, the psychobabble term we alluded to earlier is called differentiation, which is just a better way well, let me phrase it all this way. This is a little convoluted, but maybe I can make it pretty simple. There's two different processes, I think, that are going on in every relationship. One is an internal, which is our thinking and our feeling. Some people are more thinkers. Some people are more feelers. Learning how to grow up is allowing you to be able to use both to your benefit rather than be dominated by one. You know, Because lots of times when we get upset about something, we'll retreat into our brain and just analyze it and analyze it. Or we just become this emotional eruption and we just react and then we just pick up the pieces later at the same time on an external in a systems world there's this togetherness and separateness where we want to be together with people and all that that provides but we also still want to be our own person growing up allows you to fluidly fluctuate back and forth between those and not be dominated by either where you're constantly seeking togetherness or constantly seeking separateness kind of recognizing that more in yourself. And so to me, growing up is just better being able to handle life on life's terms and not be dominated by any of it, but choose what we want. That's great advice. One thing I've learned about marriage, I've been married, I think it's eight, coming up on eight years. Um, I feel like a lot of young people avoid marriage because they feel like they, they have to have it figured out before they go into it. Like they have to right. know exactly like how to have a solid relationship. Um, but like, honestly, I've, you, you kind of learn it's like on, on the job training. I feel <laughs> it, like that's, that's exactly what it is. Nothing prepares you for marriage, but marriage. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you can, you can do, and I really do encourage people to do some premarital stuff, you know, go through the preparing rich, which is a great inventory, find a counselor or a pastor in your area that's trained. Cause that, what that'll do is point out the big areas that you're going to have problems with. But you're going to have problems with everybody. That's, it doesn't matter who is your, you made the comment of the soulmate. Yeah, you still have hurdles yeah. at some point. And so you're gonna, you can may, at least know going in, okay, these are the issues we're going to be fighting about 10 years from now. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. And then maybe there's some tools I can do to lessen it a little bit. But 
you really don't get prepared for marriage till you're into it. Yeah. And I also like the idea of like growing up in marriage. So I really feel like marriage has helped me grow up because you're like you mentioned, it forces you to like quit thinking about yourself only. You know, right. you have to start thinking about, okay, there's a world beyond myself, right? Like the, you know, the psycho babble, right? That toddlers and children, they have like this huge ego, right? The yeah. world revolves around them, but like marriage really does sort of like bash you on the side of the head. Like, no, there's, there's something else besides you. Right. And there's great things that come from it, but you have to learn how to still be you and choose and go after that, knowing you, you can't necessarily control it, but you can present something that's more likely to get chosen. And, you know, it's, it's ongoing. We could talk about this for a long, long time, I think, but it's, it is marriage is just designed to help us be better. Yeah, totally agree with that. All right. So Corey, I know there's probably some guys out there who might be married and are having some troubles with their marriage. Um, at what point uh, should a couple consider therapy? Is there like a, uh, like a you know, is there like a moment that happens in the relationship? Like, yeah, immediately you should go therapy or, I mean, how do you know if that's right for you? Well, I, I mean, I, I'm obviously I'm very biased for therapy. I think everybody benefits from therapy because we're all born in families and every family is dysfunctional. So we all get benefit from learning how to, to deal with life a little better. Um, research shows that most couples still wait six years from when a problem has been become a problem before they go to therapy. And by then, most of the couples that I see that have waited that long, I'm doing a whole lot more divorce kind of work than I am marriage work. And that's, that's really frustrating because one person's already checked out and there's really nothing I can do at that point. So, you know, anytime there's a problem, I would recommend first and foremost, open up to somebody of, of the same gender, you know, so guys open up to another guy. You don't, you don't share misery with another woman. That's just a slippery slope to, Oh, well, she understands me so much better. No, she doesn't. She just doesn't know you as well yet. So it, you know, open up because what you find, I think, and I don't know if you've had this experience, Brett, but I know when I've t- had the courage to speak up to a friend about something that's been going on in my marriage, Lo and behold, it's going on in theirs too, you know, or they've been there before or, you know, and so it's like you realize I'm not alone in this, you know, there's, there's other people that understand. And so from that kind of a counsel, you can then, maybe you probably need to go see somebody. So if you have any kind of an addiction thing, that's a, that's a big flag for professional help is good. Any kind of an affair, you know, emotional, physical, other or otherwise, that's good to get help from somebody that can be objective and in in favor of the relationship. And then the other is just kind of, you got to just trust your gut, you know? And then I would also say this to the guys, and I know some women follow along and listen to this too, but if, if you want to go to therapy and your spouse or your significant other doesn't, then go, go on your own. You can change the system by just changing you. You don't have to both be there. Very good stuff. Well, Corey, this has been a very fascinating discussion. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Absolutely. It's been fun. Our guest today was Dr. Corey Allen. Corey is a marriage and family therapist, and he blogs at simplemarriage.net.
That wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And until next time, stay manly. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.